Okay, now we get into the sex stuff. Great. Yeah. I've been waiting. <laughs> Great. You, I so, knew I was going to go here. show i'm megan i'm lauren happy new year yeah, happy 2019 Wait, i feel like i yelled that you did so sorry about your ears everyone <laughs> it's okay um, yeah what i mean wow whole new year whole new year new you whatever you want to do just Maybe. get after it start today get after it <laughs> I today i didn't make any resolutions me neither okay. i don't believe in them so oh okay so same you it's like keep getting after it every day yeah. okay i think i'm doing okay <laughs> You're doing great. Okay. Um, this is The Freak Show. This is where we, Lauren and I, each get a different topic for 15 minutes. We time ourselves. We try and freak the other one out. That's it. Right? Yeah. At the end, there's a winner. Yeah. We always do a signature drink that one of us picks okay, based so on our signature, signature, signature drink. Like, we're, like, mixing yeah. a cocktail. Yeah. We're basically, like, a new dive bar. Yes. Um, and <laughs> it has to do with our topic. Megan, you yes. brought a drink for today's episode. I did. Tell me about it. Um... I brought sake. You brought, it, I believe, one of the largest <laughs> bottles. It's yeah. like a two liter of Mountain Dew, but it's, it's sake. 1.75 liters. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't buy this. This was a gift given to me. Oh, oh so you're re-gifting this <laughs> drink am. for the episode? Sorry, should I just dump it down the drain? <laughs> like, no, we're going to... No, make me drink 1.75 um, liters of It's sake. very um, in tune with my, with my topic. Okay. So I'm going to open this. And I'm, I'm going to guess why. Got it. I remember how to do this podcast. <laughs> okay, so sake is from Japan. So I'm going to guess that what you're telling me takes place in Japan. Okay. Very simple, straightforward <laughs> guess. Yeah. I don't know it. what else I would guess. Um, I should have read that this is soju sake, and I should have just like read more about it, but it's just not. Here's even. what I, I don't think that would have been genuine because you told me you didn't even buy this specifically for this episode, so like you could have told me more, but it definitely wasn't. Correct. <laughs> you were right in all of that. Um, should we rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first? Yes. Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> I've cut Megan's paper. So that means you are going first. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Let's have some sake and freak each other out. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's ugh. nice. I oh, just, you hate it. I okay. hate sake so much. I like it. Um, that one's like a little bit sweeter, though. Mm. I don't hate this one. So, Lauren has already warned me that this one is pretty yeah. rough and pretty dark. I am glad I'm going first so I can get this out of the way. Okay. And then hopefully whatever you tell me can just, like, we can wipe this from our collective memories. Got it. We can move on, pretend it never happened. Mm-hmm. I realize I have, like... A lot of, um, I can still stop and do something different, but I'm not going to because I've researched it and I need other people to feel my pain. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Because I have the timer ready. Oh, I don't know why I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm ready. And it's going to be great. Okay. Begin. Okay. So, um, just want you to know when, before we get started that the, my main source for this story is from a website, website called Real Life is Horror. Oh, no. <laughs> So, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a memoir by Megan Snyder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like to say that my memoir's subtitle would be a sexual thriller. <laughs> Whatever. 
I feel like you say something that would make a good memory title. Might as well took a drink. <laughs> a sexual thriller. Yeah. Um, okay, so I am talking for the first time in this podcast, which I think is weird that it took five episodes to get here. A cult. Okay. Yes. Yes. Finally, I yes. have a story. I don't know if I should interrupt you. Not now for okay. a whole story. <laughs> well, I only have fifteen minutes. I went on a date with a guy in a cult. We'll talk about Ooh. it later. Okay, <laughs> that'll be another podcast we do. <laughs> Megan's dates. Okay. Um, okay. So this one is like a really, really fucked up cult oh, no. called the Ant Hill Kids. I don't know it. Yes. Okay. And I researched some cults for this. Okay. This one Damn is... Damn it. I can't believe you're beating me to cults. I'm really mad. <laughs> you beat me to cannibalism. I'm beating you to cults. Damn it. Okay. Friendship. <laughs> yeah. This is why we're on this podcast. This oh, is normal. We're strange. Okay. So I'm going to have a hard time oh, no. um, pronouncing the leader's name. Great. So I'm going to try it and then I'm going to spell it. Got it. It's Rosh... R-O-C-H, but it's French. Okay. Like Roche, Roche. Roche, Roche. Roche. Mm. Okay. I'm going to say it a lot. So <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to agree that it's Roche. We'll say Roche. And then like his last name is like Theralt, Thero, whatever. Can you spell it? T-H-E with an apostrophe. I mean accent. <laughs> R. I'm nervous already. My palms are sweating. Um, T-H-E with an accent. R-I-A-U-L-T. That is not how, what I thought you were going to say. Okay, let's just go with um, his first name, Roche. Roche. Great. Okay, so he calls himself Moses, but oh. I'm not going to give him that. I'm not going to call him Moses. I don't know. This. I'm going to reserve judgment. <laughs> okay, <laughs> buckle up. Okay. Uh, okay, so Roche started the Ant Hill Kids in Canada, in Ontario, in the late 70s. So is it like French-Canadian we're talking about? Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, like, studied religion in high school he got super into it he dropped out of high school and only studied the old testament and got like really into the seventh day adventist whatever church um and then he like kind of started to believe that the world was going to end in 1979 um with like a war between good and evil like classic cult shit yeah you know what i'm talking (laughs) about you know you've been there you went on a date with him keep going (laughs) um yeah and then like um he so he joined this church but then he kind of like tried out mormonism and then he was like you know what like religions not really like all these religions aren't really doing it for me i'm going to kind of start my own thing and <laughs> like in his own religion he was like i'm going to be the god like i'm god i mean that is the benefit of making your own religion i guess you <laughs> make just, any rule you can just do that you can make any rule right. so he's like cool i'm god um <laughs> spoiler <laughs> shocking right i know yeah. that's when he started calling himself moses and having other people call him moses but is god moses no <laughs> <laughs> i went to catholic school and i'm just like ah i think no too but okay. no but it's more like biblical than roche okay you know um so I feel like he leads, like, a pretty typical cult beginning story, which is, like, he attracts followers by, like, promising, like, clean living and, like, freedom and equality. Like, everyone wears, like, the same, like, sack dress. That is classic cult. Yeah. Um, Was it, like, sexual at all or not yet? Not yet. Okay. Um, He, like, leads seminars and, like, all this shit. Very classic. Yeah. Um, scheme. Yeah. And it's, he does, like, uh, motivational speaking and, like detox sessions and so a lot of the people who join his church either one came from the seventh day adventist and were like this guy's cool yeah or um were like addicts or something that like wanted to detox and like lead lead a better life 
Um, and people would, like, quit their jobs and move to his property and, like, devote themselves to just, like, living clean, living off the earth, all this shit. They um, made money by, like, basically doing bake sales. <laughs> so it's, it starts off, like, real innocent. Yeah, super innocent. Yeah. Um, and he calls them the anthill kids because um, to, like, work, uh, to live off the land, they worked really hard all the time. So, like, they worked like ants. Okay. Like an ant. Did you look up a picture of him? Yeah. Is he like... It's exactly what you think he would look like. Got it. He's a cult leader from the (laughs) 70s. So we're talking like Manson right now. Got it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's exactly what you're thinking. (laughs) Honestly, it's like interchange all these cult leaders from the 70s. They look the same. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's all going great for your cult. Bake sales and sack dresses. Yes. Everyone's feeling great. They're detoxing, Mm -hmm. whatever. Eventually, he starts to show his cards. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, no. So, um, 1979 rolls around when he says the earth is going to end. Yeah. And it doesn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He's wrong. Got it. But his re- his um, explanation for that was that um, earth time and God time are different time zones. Oh, interesting. So, like, he's not wrong wrong. It's just that God isn't in 1979 yet. I love how people that are preaching the end of days, like, whenever that day finally rolls around, they're like, no, no. Oh, we miscalculated oh, it. you guys misheard me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is God time. What I had said was. <laughs> You're um, just not on my schedule. Yeah, so he starts to, like, get, like, kind of tighten the rules around the Ant Hill Kids' property. Um, one of the rules being that it starts to be, like, people can't speak unless he's present. So it's, like, eerily quiet because if he catches that. you speaking, you get punished. Um, and he's, like, and they've all, like, left their jobs. They've left family. They've fr- left friends. So he's sort of, like, their only source of food and shelter and like they're kind of like stuck there and they can't um, talk to anyone or anything unless about he's it. present man yeah it's like if you want to have a conversation like hold on let's go get roche we have to invite him over for dinner again yeah um okay now it's gonna be the part where like i i can tell you're getting really nervous right <laughs> now yeah. are you okay yeah okay so um like if people start to break rules like talking okay um they would get like severely punished or beaten okay. for just like small infractions and so um i'm going to quote from this website um it was like one of the first <laughs> first like parts that was talking about the punishments that this guy um doled out so in quotes attempts to escape would result in members having to smash their own kneecaps or being shot by another follower uh, so they couldn't even leave no they can't leave the compound and they would get their kneecaps smashed. By themselves. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Another article that I read, the Gross. title of the article was The Ant Hill Kids Break Your Legs with a Sledgehammer or Go to Hell. <gasps> no. Yeah. Like, horrible. It's like that, um, what's the movie where she yeah. gets it? Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> I didn't even get it out. With misery. Misery. Uh-huh. We're both doing We're both the same, like, hammer action with, action. Our, with like, our ching, hand. ching, ching, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, I'm getting nauseous. Keep I going. haven't even seen that whole movie, but I've seen that scene, no. and I can't even think it's about it. awful. I have shivers all over my body. It's awful. Okay. Let me go on. No, please. <laughs> okay. Um, you have seven minutes left. Good. I think I might even just, like, breeze through <laughs> this just and not use my 15. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's too much. Okay. Okay. Um, so... Other punishments that I found in various articles. 
this or this is from one article again a quote because I didn't want to like retype any of this. Um, <laughs> Fair. Okay, so if you tried to leave, he would hit them with belts or hammers. He would suspend them from the ceiling. What? He okay. would pluck each and every hair of their body <gasps> individually, or he would defecate on them. Oh, which one of those do you think is the worst? <laughs> Uh, I would, I don't, like, I can't even imagine, like, first of all, how long it would take to pluck every I'm, hair So in my mind, I'm doing math, like, math calculations. Yeah. I bet when he got to the head, it was not individually. I mean, it could have been, and he's just like, I got all I day. mean, they don't have anything he's else like, to do. like, I got do. nothing else to do. They don't have do. jobs. Yeah, no They're one else. They're probably not going to a lot of bake sales anymore. Well, no. And he's probably like, well, if you want to be around me, if you want to talk... So everyone's, like, coming to watch it happen because they want to talk to each other. And they can't unless it's, like, in his presence. It has to be his presence. That's fucked up. Okay. Now we get into the sex stuff. Great. I've been waiting. (laughs) Great. I knew I was going to go here. um, Roche, obviously, horrifyingly physically abusive. Mm -hmm. Also, sexually abusive. Oh, shocking. Yeah. So he never... This was never a huge cult. Like, the most people that ever were in it were 40. And... So like that's enough. Yeah, and it was like um like fifteen to twenty adults like in its heyday, and the rule was if you were a woman you had to be impregnated by Roche, um and so he bore at least twenty six kids. Gross. And so twenty six of the forty were his own kids. Oh, I'm understanding. Yeah, like by the end it was just like his. So he has kids that are like a little bit older than us. Like, not by much. Yeah. Weird. What if that was... Never mind. I don't want to talk about it. How creepy is that, though? What was the draw to even stay? Everyone just thought he was, like, so enlightened. They just believed that, like, he he was was God. God. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, physical and emotional abuse, like, you get in that pattern. I don't understand people. Yeah. Um... Two of his kids died because of him. Hmm? One was um, forced to stay outside in the winter as punishment and died <gasps> oh, from exposure. How old was it? Um, I don't know. It didn't say. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like all gross stuff. I haven't even gotten to the worst part. Okay. I forgot about the worst part. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I, forgot. I blocked it out of my mind. Um, okay. So also typical cult. Um, he starts to get nervous that, like, people are going to escape or, like, the authorities are going to be called. Social services, like, comes and takes kids away, but they don't do anything about, like, the adults or, like, him. Like, he never gets in trouble, but, like, social services is taking kids away, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, they maybe should have opened their eyes, looked around a little bit more, and been like, right. all like, of this like, is hey, bad, not that, just the kids. Where'd that one kid go, yeah. too, that's now or, like, dead? like, hey, all these kids look slightly like the same man? <laughs> like, what? Oh, okay. Um... Also, so, why are you guys all wearing potato sacks? Right. So he moves them into, like, a more isolated, um, like, woodsy area in Quebec. So it's, like, hard. They, there's, like, basically cut off all, like, connection with family, friends, authorities. Like, it's harder for anyone to escape them as well. Um, and then the last, well, there's a lot of torture still to talk about. But, no, um, I'm good. One of the things that he starts to do is um, he would get drunk and perform surgeries <gasps> no! on his followers. Like, fully, they were fully conscious, fully aware. This is the anesthesia episode all mm-hmm. over again. But no <laughs> anesthesia. And he would use, like, kitchen knives. He would do it on, like, dirty tables. God! Yeah. And he would, like, force his other followers to, like, go in after and, like, sew them up. Mm-mm. And he 
Um, is this the worst part? This is the worst one. This is the worst. Part. Thank you. Um, and so, like, he believed that he could heal people, oh. but every single person that he performed surgery on died. But oh. he continued to believe that he could heal them. He was just like, oh, no, it's just, you're not the right one. Yeah. And he it's also said that he could, like, resurrect people, so even when they died, he would, like, say, like, he'll resurrect them at a later date. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I've got 20 other kids. Yeah. I don't need this one. Yeah. Um, so, in the end... Most of his followers lost teeth, fingers, toes, <gasps> or limbs if they survived. Ooh. Yeah, like everyone. And like he would make members um, like amputate each other's healthy limbs. And Why? Stuff Why? To heal them. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it said like um, he would describe his torture as cleansings to remove sins. So he obviously has a lot of mental issues because there's no benefit to any of this for oh, him. Oh no, he's not gaining anything. Okay, except he's like just control like, over. He's people. like, you got one too many arms. Yeah, like Let's he get rid of it. wants control over people. Okay. Um. So yeah, torture includes pulling out teeth, pulling out Gross. nails, amputating limbs, plucking up the hair, burning with like blow torches. Uh. Um, pooping on his followers, which I don't know why that's the bottom of the list, because, like, honestly, at this point, raise I that take up, it. Raise that up. Um, and then, sometimes, he would nail people, including his own children, to trees and have other followers throw rocks at them. Oh! What? Yeah. To, like, punish them for their sins. How did... Air quotes. Air quotes. How did he get caught? Oh, my God. That's the next sentence <laughs> in my notes! Wow. Okay. <laughs> Your eyes just got so wide. I'm so excited Are you okay? for it to be over. Are you okay? <clears throat> okay, so finally, 1989. This has been going on for... Uh, 10 years. 12 years. That's, started in 77. Yeah. One of his followers, um, Gabrielle, uh, like, suffered horrendous torture from him. He um, cut off her arm. He... Burned her lady parts with a blowtorch. Oh, he cut oh. out parts of her breasts. Oh. He fractured her skull with an axe. Jesus. And he pulled out eight of her teeth. <gasps> and she was like, This is, crosses oh. the line. <laughs> this crosses the line for me. Now I'm going to escape. And so she, like, somehow escapes. Like, when she escapes, she has, like, a fractured skull. Like, she's in uh, bad shape. She has a fractured skull, like, one arm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no she's teeth. In, like, really. Oh. Okay. Okay, fin- okay. okay, hold on. Just finish. I want him to go to jail. So he goes to jail. Life in prison. Wait, so he what? She ran. She, she reports him. They, they come go- back. It's like everyone's been tortured. Right. So it's like there's no chance he's not going to jail. I wonder if they were like relieved the cops were there or if they were still buying it and they're like, no, no, don't take I him. Know. You got to think like she's like the first person to really like report him after 12 years. But maybe but I was trying. I'm sure and- like. Through therapy and stuff, they realized, like, oh, this was bad. Enough. Yeah, 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 like, I'm yeah, glad yeah. it's over. Um, but he went to um, prison for life, but in prison he was killed by his cellmate in 2011. And apparently right after the um, cellmate stabbed him to death, he went right up to a guard, gave him the knife, and was like, I just used this knife to kill the piece of shit. <laughs> like, just admitted it. <laughs> So apparently he was not popular in prison either. Okay, got it. So, so he's, good. He's dead. Dead. Where d- did he go to jail? Canada. Okay, got it. <laughs> Great. There's, oh. If anyone's like needing more, um, no, I think no one is. There's a 45 th- minute documentary on YouTube that I did not watch. I was just gonna ask did you. Watch? No. <laughs> too, much, too, too much time. It's called the Deadly Messiah Crime Documentary, and I did not watch it. How'd you find it? 
um, the Ant Hill Kids. Yeah. I was just like Googling cults to find a good one. <laughs> and then I found this one and I was like, this isn't a good one, but I got to talk about it. Because it was one I'd never heard of. I haven't and either. lasted so long. Yeah, 12 years. And for it to like you last that, that like, long and be so small. He still has people, like kids that are alive, probably. Yeah, like, in ni- they're my age and your age. They're our age. <laughs> they're yeah. our age. <laughs> yeah. Like in their 30s. Gross. Oh, I'm sorry. How do you feel? I feel bad. Okay. <laughs> do you feel better now that you, like, got it out? I got it out. I'm not alone anymore in knowing you about this. Got it. Um, But I do feel bad for telling you about it. It's okay. Okay. I told you about it. I know. A lot of things. <laughs> I think this is the nature of the show. That's what we're doing. We're just bringing each other's gross, weird things. Yeah. So, and kids. I'll tell you a weird thing after we go get another drink. All right. Deal? Deal. See you there. Okay, bye. Welcome back to the Freak Show. Great. Sorry about that first half. (laughs) Bummer. (laughs) If you've skipped ahead, welcome to the fun part, hopefully. Also, I really hope that you haven't skipped ahead because that's what this entire (laughs) podcast is. That's true. You signed up for this. So we should not. Don't apologize for that. Okay. I take it back. Yeah. This is what you asked for. Yes. It's time for the second half. Megan, Uh, is this going to be darker or lighter in your opinion? This is going to be lighter. Thank God. Um... And this is why we have sake. I can't wait to find out. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. And begin. So you were right. I um, th- this, this is the first time anyone's been right. <laughs> really? With a drink. Oh, good. Okay. Yes, you were wow, right. Very the sake. exciting. No, I said I was space for the space one. Second yes. time. Yes. I'm so sorry. Um. So in researching this, I was like, man, I could do just an entire, like, I could do 15 episodes just on Japan what? and their culture <laughs> and just the things, like... It's not strange, obviously, to them, because that's their culture, but it's right. just very different from, sure. from our own. I'm excited to hear which one you've picked. I picked... I started with a different topic, which led me into this one. Oh, my friend Charlie gave me this to- um, idea, so thank you very much, Charlie. He sent me an email of just ideas, and I went through, and <laughs> I, was amazing. Like, I was like, what's this one? Can he send me one? Um, no, he's busy. <laughs> so... Um, I start with a different one. I led into this. Um, it's Japan's rent a family industry. Nope. Cool. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. This is like an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. Buckle okay. up. So this, a lot of this is just, there's a really interesting article in the New Yorker um, that was issued on April 30th. And I'm basically going to read this article to you. Great. I but like when gonna... you just read to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is not poorly written erotica. Okay. It's okay. Better. Okay. Um, so, 11 years ago, and I should have looked up how to say these names, uh, Yuchi Ishii, mm-hmm. Ishii had a friend who was a single mother. We're in Japan. She told him that she was having trouble getting her daughter into this competitive kindergarten cause, because schools favored children whose parents were married. Because mm-hmm. in Japanese culture, like, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, so, Ishii involved, or volunteered to impersonate the, uh, the child's father at the school interview. So, like, I'll just pretend to be a dad. I'll come with you. This was like his friend. His friend. Help. His friend okay, needed help. So like 
Kind of normal. Kind of normal. Nice. Yep. The interview did not go well because the kid, like, didn't even know him and was like, you got to prep the kid. <laughs> the kid didn't even know him was like, bye. <laughs> um, but he said that it kind of gave him an idea to help out other women, like, in this situation, mm-hmm. which then blossomed into something bigger. That's kind of nice. Oh, uh, it is, but it's going to get weird. Okay. So he researched <laughs> similar sites and one, oh, I should have looked up how to say things. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, Hagamashi Tai is one of the websites. Um, he researched that, and after researching that, he started his own website called Family Romance. Wait, was the other website already, like... Okay. It, was, it was already oh, a thing. He, okay. tra- he, like, registered himself on it. Okay. But because he was, like, 26 at the time, it said that he couldn't... He wasn't old enough to be a dad, and he, like, was trying to figure out where he fit. He was mainly just wedding dates. So you can rent out escort. people. Like that one movie. Which one? There's a million. Pretty Woman. No. Um... The my, wedding date. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. I'm so... I don't know why I brought that up, because I'm worst at movie titles. <laughs> worst? Great. Can't do it. Nailing it. Got it. Um. So, speaking of that, weddings are, like, the bread and butter of the mm. relative rental industry. Mm-hmm. So, laid-off grooms rent replacements for co-workers Stop. and supervisors <gasps> to be at their wedding. This is amazing. Yes. People who change schools a lot rent childhood friends. No! To- Wait, is this, like, because I can't see this mattering as much in the United States. Right, this is Japanese culture, like, like they need things like that. It's gonna get weirder. It's gonna get weirder of, like, I love the childhood friends. Yeah, yeah. Newly engaged couples might rent substitutes for parents who are divorced... Because that looks bad. that's sad. Incarcerated or mentally ill. So if, if like, say, like, you got engaged to someone. Yeah. And they're like, these are my parents. And really, it's not. He just hired them to pretend to be his parents. Because his parents were divorced? This is an entire industry in Japan. This is so sad. Yes. It says that one of the Hagamashi Tai, the other uh, company, one of their clients simply didn't want to tell his fiance that his parents were dead, so he rented replacements. Like for the rest of all time. Well, I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get <laughs> okay. back to him. Wait. So, what? Yeah. yeah like yeah. if the woman was like, "Oh, your parents are dead. Never mind. I'm not gonna marry you." Is that what he was worried That's about? That's what he was worried about. Oh. But there's a reason why, though. Too. Okay. I mean, it's Japan. So, um, Ishi runs family rom- romance alongside a talent agency and tech consultancy. He employs 20 full-time staff members. Seven or eight of whom work exclusively for family romance. So they are rental fake anything. Okay. So. They're like actors. They're actors. and They're not like tech support. Yes. And they have to have like a backstory memorized and they have to act a certain way. And it's very high stakes here in my mind. I love this. Right? (laughs) I like want to be hired. I have have three pages of notes. So I need to get through these. He has a database of some 1,200 freelance actors that he can wow. call on. Should um, we start this in America? <laughs> right? <laughs> Big one-time jobs, like weddings, account for about 70% of his revenue. Uh-huh. Uh, the rest comes from personal relationships that may, may continue for years. So you can just hire, like, a fake girlfriend just for yourself to feel better. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even halfway through the first okay. page. <laughs> okay. Since 2009, he's played husband to over a hundred women. Dang, Ishii! Yeah. At one point early in his career, he was in ten families at the same time. 
and he confusing. was yeah he said it was not sustainable so he now <laughs> yeah. he now has a policy that no actor can play more than five roles at a time five five yes um, that still seems like unmanageable yeah right so this journalist that wrote this article met actors that had attended weddings spiritual seminars job fairs stand-up comedy contests and Wait. and album releases of teen idols as someone else wait why do you have to have a pretend stand relative up? at a stand-up thing? well it's not always a relative it might be like a pretend judge it's it's a pretend anything Oh. So, like, it can be a pretend. I'm going to get into, like, how weird these things okay, can okay, be. Okay, okay, okay. I'm um, going to let you go. <laughs> one woman had been impersonating a man's wife for seven years <gasps> because the real wife had put on weight. <gasps> so the husband hired a stand-in to go out with no. him and his friends. <gasps> yes! No! Japan! Whoa. Japan! That's, like, basically having an affair. Yeah, yeah. So, because sometimes the children of overweight parents are subject to bullying. So he was like, I'm not going to do that to my kid. Oh, that's what he they're was not allowed. For. They're not allowed to touch or do anything like that. It's just a... Oh, okay, but seven life. years, that's an emotional right. affair, if you ask me. Oh, I'm going to get into one that's a lot longer. <laughs> I like that you're like, I'm let like, me speak. <laughs> I have so many. Um, so two or three times a year, he stages entire fake weddings. Why? Because the cost is around 5 million yen, so around $47,000. Uh-huh. Uh, in some cases, the bride invites real co-workers, friends, and family members. In others, everyone is an actor except for the bride and her parents. So the bride's like, Mom, Dad, <gasps> get off my back. Okay, Shut I'm not up. a guy. And they do Shut up. full fake weddings. Oh, my God. <laughs> the rental best man gives a speech and brings the rental Stop. guest to tears. The rental guest. Yes. But, so like I said, it's not all family things. You can also rent a rental scolder. Nope. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> you can't see it on a Is podcast. Is this getting into, like, S&M shit? No, you'd think, but it's Japan. They <laughs> can't stress this enough. They, the scolders <laughs> are hired by people who, and I'm quoting, made a mistake and they need help to atone for it. So they're just feeling bad and guilty. What? And so they just hire someone to scream at them. No. And yell Japan, at them. And be up. like, stop it. You're going to be fine. Okay, I'm on page two. How am I on time? This is not going to go great. You have six minutes. Okay. Um, you can also do rental apologies. <laughs> so if you make a mistake at work... Uh, a, a dis- or like you have like a disgruntled client that's like, I want to talk to your manager. You can have a manager. You can rent a manager, so your real manager <sighs> will never know that you got in trouble. And the rental manager will like berate you, but really doesn't matter because wow. no one knows, right? Um, if the, you can, and also it can escalate. If like, if they don't take it, it's like I want to talk to the president. Then you hire a fake president. You hire all these fake people. So. More stressful apologies are involving affairs. Because sometimes in Japanese culture, if you find out, say you find out that your wife... a mistress. Say you find out that your wife... (laughs) And she's like, well, you got too fat. Sorry. (laughs) No, you find out your wife is having an affair, and a lot of times people will demand to meet the guy and have him apologize. Okay. And so you can hire... Sounds like a good idea. You can hire Ishii to pretend to be the guy that you're having an affair with if you get caught. to protect the guy. Yes. And his tactic, Ishii's, is to apply a temporary tattoo to his neck, and he dresses all, like, heavy metal, (laughs) like, motorcycle-y, 
He goes to the couple's house, and then when the husband opens the door, he just falls to his knees and begins to oh, apologize profusely. And they're so shocked and like, Do you think oh. he's like just having the most fun? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> He's like, he's probably like, I'm fucking over this. I've gotten <laughs> married like, 1,500 times. That's true. How many times can you go to a wedding? Uh, he's got, no, he's gotten married. No, I but think, I mean like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gotten married over 100 times. Um, so in Japanese culture, it's all, uh, often construed as an act of unselfishness to do this. For instance, the man who hired fake parents for his Wait, wedding. it's unselfish to hire fake people. Right. Okay. Right. Like, isn't this deceitful? Not necessarily. It's considered unselfish. Um, for instance, the man who hired the fake parents for his wedding because his real ones were dead eventually told his wife... Oh, well, you'd have to. It went fine, and she said she understood his goal was not to deceive her, but to avoid trouble at their wedding. She even thanked him for being so considerate. What? Yeah. Fucking, what about the fat wife? Fucking Japan. <laughs> well, they didn't go back. They didn't go back and interview her. They didn't go back. That's who I want to hear from. Yeah, and it says also... If you're listening and right. you're that wife... <laughs> Please, Email Megan. Please. I want to talk to you. Go ahead. Please. Um, but it's like, oh, and also, if you can think about it, what are babysitters, nurses, and cooks, if not no. rental relatives? No. And I'm like, okay. No. Um, but I've got one of the craziest stories, and then I have something else, so I have to go. Keep going. Okay, so one of the craziest stories is a woman named Reiko. Nine years ago, she rented a part-time father for her 10-year-old daughter because her 10-year-old daughter was being really withdrawn and would never talk to anyone because uh-huh. she didn't have a dad, so she was getting, like, bullied about it. Sad. Kids so she hired a rental father, went by the real father's name, Inaba, and um, he visited regularly ever since then. Nine years. Nine years? Nine years. How much did she pay? So um, I have I had that somewhere. But I can't find it now. I'll, I'll tell you later. Okay. I think it was like thousands of dollars. We'll though. post it. So this Instagram. daughter is now 19 and still hasn't been told that he isn't <gasps> her real father. No. She still thinks that Inaba, the Does hired Inaba. Does she get the New Yorker? Huh? Does she get the well, New Yorker? Right? Because also, so the journalist went to go meet Raiko, this, this fake wife. That hired Inaba, uh-huh. and he she spoke so fondly of like her quote unquote husband Inaba, saying that his visits helped her daughter, and she was like speaking almost like lovingly, and she goes, "Maybe you'll see, maybe you'll see when he comes," and they were like, "What?" and the journalist is confused because she was like, "We're meeting Ishi later. We're not meeting whoever this Inaba is." And <gasps> was that, it Ishi? That's when. <laughs> that's when her. Uh, interpreter is like, oh my god, what if Ishii is Inaba? Sure enough, Ishii walks in, and she's like, oh my god, Inaba! And they hug, and oh, he's like, hey. But, but, like, the reporter had already, like, talked to Ishii. Yeah, right. And so she has no idea, like, who he really is. But the reason that I wanted to get into this was that there's another weird rental thing, that that's what started this, and it's called um, Japanese Weeping Boys. <laughs> Wait, is this where you started? And you I got started to here, and I got family? and I got to the to the New York Times article. <laughs> Japanese weeping boys. Yeah, culture in Japan is notorious for not showing any emotion, so Love that. you can order handsome men weeping delivery. Not- <laughs> that was such a dramatic page. Flourish, turn. With a flourish. You can hire an attractive man to come to your workplace. He shows you sad videos. And then makes you cry, and then he gently wipes away your tears. At work? At work. Why? There's a good short documentary on it, and all these women just, like, filtered in one after the other. Wait, what? Yeah. To, like, release? They said it was, like, a a stress reliever. Can I have one? Sure. (laughs) Um, And so they have, where was it? They have a dentist, 
A bad boy. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Explain the dentist. Okay, because I looked him up. He was <laughs> the most interesting to me as well. I wrote Lauren. They even have a swordsman. No, I'm already. I'm just at the dentist. They're at a dentist. Um, he's a real registered dentist. And he makes you cry. He makes you cry by showing you sad videos, and then he wipes away your tears with a toothbrush. No, he does not. <laughs> What? Yeah. Wait, I first of all love that they had to find a registered dentist. Yeah, he's When really... all you really needed was someone Also, with a he's like, I went to dental school for this. So she hired, this journalist hired the swordsman <laughs> to come. Does he wipe your tears away with a sword? No, that would be terrible. Yeah, no. <laughs> but like, she's watching and she's not crying and they're like, we need you to cry. <laughs> like, we need to take some pictures of you. So she like had to put her head down and just look sad while he pretended to wipe away her tears with a rag. Wait, what? I can show you the email or the, the website. I have the website. I found it. I okay. translated it. You can do... Uh, I, you say it like you spent the time yeah, going word for word I translating did. this website. No, I hit Google Translate. <laughs> uh, the cost of the tears, I know, is $65 to have them come and make you cry. Um, I want it, to be honest right? with you. It says that on the website to book it, the guy doing it claims that the tears of a handsome man can gently heal the heart of a woman. That's it. I'll stop there. Yeah. Wait, say it again. The handsome... The tears of a handsome man can gently heal the heart of a woman. Does the man cry? Um, he can, or he'll pretend to, or he'll get, like, really somber. The name of it really sounds like the men are crying. And it's like, in my mind, when I first heard it, it was, like, therapeutic for a woman to watch a handsome man cry. No. (laughs) But would that be... I don't know. Well, the guy that started this company, this last one, also has a book, a coffee table book, of just pictures of male models crying. You see? And people so, want it. <laughs> so you can buy the, the book of that if you want to. I'm going to. And that is the weird Japanese rental people culture that this I is so fascinating. discovered. I could do so many like Japanese things. I'm like, excited like, for you to sprinkle them like, in. Like Every time we have this giant bottle of sake out, I'll know it's another <laughs> Japanese thing. I just thing. keep the same one. <laughs> We're going to finish this one tonight. It's fine. Uh, that's it. That was so fascinating. I don't even know, like, who... What are we going to call this episode? Because it's like... <laughs> Rent-a-killer? Right? Rent-a-cult? No, that's... <laughs> Great. Um, we did it. I honestly don't even know, like, who won, because they were so different. Oh, I and forgot we each, do that. it's, like, so interesting. Tie? Tie. Call it a tie. Good. Yeah. Good job. Yikes. I know. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Ooh, feeling I want good. to rent a crying man. I'm gonna <laughs> Okay. I'll get you the dentist. Thank you. <laughs> that poor like his parents are probably like, What are you doing with your degree again? Yeah. <laughs> we paid for how many years of school? And, and you're, you're uh, watching like, women cry? He's like, I make sixty five dollars an hour. That's not even what a dentist should make. Uh Okay. Okay. Wow. Done. Another great episode. We did it. Yes. Um, we're on all the social medias now. Ooh, I wrote them down. Find all of all of the social medias. Mm-hmm. The Freak Show Pod. The Freak Show Pod on Instagram, uh, Facebook. We're on Facebook for under the Freak Show Pod. Twitter. Twitter Freak underscore Pod because right. someone we already to took all the other ones. We had to get creative. Um, subscribe and rate us yeah, on Apple. Yeah, if you Apple. are like Megan's friend and you have a million things that freak you out, please email us oh, at yeah. thefreakshowpod at gmail.com. We would love to take your ideas and yeah. um, put them on these podcasts. That'd be it, awesome. And we will just research one article and just read it verbatim, basically. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah, done. Um, awesome. So, okay, 
Let's that's it. end on a high note. Oh, that's right. That's Damn right. it. <laughs> I forget how we do this podcast. It's okay. It's okay. We only record once a week. So Got it's it. like fine. We'll do Okay. We forget. Okay. So we're going to end on a high note this week. First day of 2019. Um, we're going to say something we're looking forward to this year. Megan, do you want to go first? Yes. Um, in keeping with the Asia theme, I'm going to Thailand. Amazing. Um, for two weeks. And I've never been to Asia. I've never actually had any draw to go to Asia. Yeah. But I'm going for my best friend's wedding. Or, nope, my best friend's <laughs> brother's wedding. And we're going to spend two weeks in Asia or in Thailand just exploring. So I'm excited to get, like, a stamp in my passport. Yeah. Yes. Your turn. What are you excited for? Um, mine seems... Small now that you said you're going to should I have, should I have gone first? But I, um, my goal for 2019 is to get you to agree that we're best friends. Damn it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that on this podcast. <laughs> no one knows that. Lauren, whenever we were trying to describe this episode, I'm like, what should we still call this one? And she's like, two best friends. <laughs> it always gets a laugh, even though it's not a joke. We and I'm just... excited. I have 365 days. To make sure that Megan knows the truth about our relationship. We were just talking before we started recording about how we don't, we aren't even really friends. Like, we have no acquaintances. We have no crossover. You don't need crossover to be besties, Megan. You're right. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Best of luck to you in your 2019. We'll check in in a year. Is it creepy that I just told you I'm going to Thailand with my best friend? (laughs) No, it didn't even phase me. Cool. Cheers. (laughs) Oh, later freaks. Later, <laughs> I knew you were going to pull that best friend bullshit on me. I wrote it down. <laughs> Did you? Actually, I think what I wrote down <laughs> was... Um, fun things I'm looking forward to in 2019. <laughs> Moving in with Megan. <laughs> I think you wrote that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> nope.